You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me. I'm here. I'm back. I'm I'm recovered from our uh, weekend of skiing. We yeah, we're back. We're back. It was it was a good weekend. You know, this is funny because we we used to do a. I would never say we did like a lot of skiing, but like we've done a lot more skiing than we have in in recent years do you know i i was thinking about it over yeah the past weekend and i do feel like for a while i would say we were doing a lot of skiing at least as much as we could have been doing for uh where we live in relation to ski slopes and stuff yeah i mean i would say i would say like good year was like 15 trips Ooh, that'd be a lot it would be a lot yeah it would be a lot but but like you know compared to somebody who who like lives you know near near the slopes yeah i mean like the nearest slopes to us are what like two hours away yeah yeah yeah, from here but those aren't the good slopes the good slopes are like three hours away and those aren't even the goodest slopes those are like an airplane ride away which yeah that'd be like i mean we'd have to go like out west or something (laughs) really proper slopes or up north I, i can't even tell you it's probably like one of my top bucket list items is to go anywhere to ski where you just like you get off on the top of the mountain and like and and you just ride for like 30 minutes yeah that would be amazing because certainly the experience of uh skiing around southwest virginia is that you ride the ski lift up and you are pretty much at the bottom in under five minutes oh yeah and like that would be pretty generous i would say in the slopes we were doing two and a half this past weekend I would say that once we started going down the hill, I would say it was less than 60 seconds to get to the bottom. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 I would say, yeah, from from the top of the lift to, like, me sitting down, clipping into my bindings, getting the whole thing together. Anyway, yeah. the whole point is, though, is it was, it was interesting because, like, I actually even think this was interesting because I have gear that I bought, 
I think like five years ago and every member of the family was like, did you get a new snowboard? And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> this, is, this is not a new, it has like four days on it, but, but not a new snowboard. It's practically new. Practically new. Yeah. It, it, it did. It, it shredded the gnar. Yeah, shredded the gnar. As, as they say. As they say. Um, I, okay, on that note, this is like a tiny, tiny like sidestep as we continue to talk about skiing, but shredding the gnar is like, uh, like what our group of friends typically says yeah. b- because like we're, we're pronouncing the G. The G. In, in, in like, gnarly. In, in gnarly. Yeah. Like um, you've taken gnarly and then you've abbreviated it down to gnar and then you've also thrown the G back into pronunciation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it, it reminds me because I've, I've started getting like a, a um, more contact. I wouldn't say it's been a lot, but it's been it's been enough to where I want to bring it up. But um, what what is what is our phrase? Um Something is the foot. Oh, the game is the foot. The game is the foot. This is something that is really funny to me because (laughs) I've had a bunch of, again, not a bunch, but more than one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had people reach out to me and they're like, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you're actually saying the the phrase wrong. (laughs) 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 To which I was like, oh, I know. Oh, duh. Like, of course I'm saying it wrong. This is, I would say, uh, I would say saying phrases incorrectly is probably knowing me. I think, I think that it might even just be like a family thing, like actively pronouncing things like more, like the way they are spelled versus the way they are pronounced should be pronounced for comedic effect is like one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, We, we, we do, we do quite a, quite a bundle of it. So, uh, anyway, I thought that was, (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So shredding the gnar to the game is the foot to how'd you feel about skiing? Oh, I mean, I felt really great about skiing. We went to uh, Wintergreen uh, to to do the skiing. It was like a, a big family trip. So, like, our parents were there. And this is the first, like, big family ski trip we've done. Maybe Don't, since we were kids. Maybe Typically, since we it's just kids. been, um, you know, either me and you plus significant others or, like, one other group of friends or something. Yeah. So, yeah. that was it. This was your first, um, like... Uh, is, it, is it correct this was like your first overnight trip somewhere else with Addison? Well, we did one night at Alice's mom's house. So that is that is the No, only, but this is like a vacation. This is a vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like the first time that we that we had to go through the process of like packing up the car with like all of the little things in mind. And I have to tell you that I was like, oh my gosh. I feel like now all of a sudden I understand Jay and Beth so much more like because i mean you know forever it, it's like one of these things where like i i'd like to i like to th- like you know shoot for the stars when it comes to travel so mm-hmm. it's sort of like it's like where can we go how adventurous can be can we be like what what, what do you guys think about this and it, it's always been one of those things like since you know obviously the kids have arrived where it's like i don't know if that's like a like a kid friendly trip or like we're gonna have to go on a plane like that's a lot of extra you know mo- like moving, <laughs> moving parts. parts yeah and it was like i, I was like trying to go through and i i like had all of my um all all of the things i needed for the trip all like neatly lined up you know like my like my snowboarding boots bag alice's like ski bag like my board her skis poles like our suitcases like whatever and so like you know everything's like kind of fitting in and it's like perfect little spots in the back of the truck and stuff and then we needed like 
the bassinet and right. like, like the little like donut shaped um, s- sleeper pillow thing that we use. And, and maybe like, you know, like a plastic rocker chair that she could, you know, sit in when she's not like, right. s- like sleeping, <laughs> like, like where she needs to like, be like an active part of it. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, we brought her bathtub too. Was oh, another. right. We're yeah. like, should we're we like, bring the bathtub? Like three you, days. You gotta can, have, you gotta have like all the cup, any bottle paraphernalia yeah. you gotta bring. You gotta have like clothing for them. Maybe you need like books or toys or something. Yes. I yeah. mean, so it was just like, it was like thing after thing after thing after thing. And it's, I felt like I had done such a good job packing too. Mm-hmm. like I had like all the big stuff. Yeah. And then like Alice was going through and getting like all of these essentials. So like our dining room table is just slowly being filled with like literal odds and ends that to, to no fault of hers just also would not just like fit into like other bags oh, it's such a problem yeah it is it is this was this is like a, a weird like a like a growing pain i think for about that i once upon a time is that um like when whenever we'd pack for trips for a long time like you know i would always have like like a suitcase or like a duffel bag or something that had like a zipper or something sure and beth would just find like random like canvas bags or totes around and just sort of like fill them up and like this would be how we just carry the stuff and it would like it would drive me crazy like open bags of things to me like this is not this is this <laughs> Liability. is no. it's like we can't like we can't like and we actually had like a whole talk about it when i was like like we have got to find a different way to pack stuff like even if you're just gonna put snacks in a duffel bag or something you know like it, yeah, yeah like you it like, can we cannot have loose open bags in the car like they don't stack on each other you can't pack them they're smushing around things are falling out it's like it doesn't work it doesn't work and it like and it's like so one of those things though that like after i said it you're like oh okay right 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it never yeah. even occurred to you. like this was this it, it i mean i was just putting stuff in bags or putting it in the car it was fine it's like it's not fine but it's like it's such a thing that like something that might be driving you crazy the other person like hasn't even considered as an issue as an issue yeah you know? yep yep absolutely yeah. no i i absolutely agree with you and and it's interesting too like with this whole travel idea because like there's there's like the really funny line from like the incredibles where they're like you know in the rocket ship in the rv like satellite car and they're flying to fight the act not the axiom what is it called yeah, i'm the droid 9000 that's the one yeah and the, like mr incredible has that like we get there when we get there yeah <laughs> like moment and it's like you, you like get that because like inevitably on long car rides and stuff growing up you'd start to do that like are we there yet yeah and it's like (laughs) i think back to those moments and i was like what was that with mom and dad like why were they so tense like (laughs) why were they so tense and now now it's like yeah you pack the car and you're like oh i see why you were tense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's a lot because it's a lot a lot yeah so this is this is another weird like i feel like carryover a uh, bit of like travel stress or anxiety that I like, uh, like care. I didn't know I was carrying with me. I think uh, was that uh, whenever we would go on vacations or whatever, growing up, like as a family, we would all pile into the minivan, and almost inevitably, Dad would find some way to affix something to the roof to do something on the trip. Whether oh, that was like yeah. bikes or canoes or kayaks or something. Yeah, I, I would say it was not uncommon for our beach trips to have a double stacked sea kayak and two bicycles mounted on on either end. Like, right. I almost feel like to him it was a game to see how far you could stretch the roof rack. It it did seem like that was something of a game to him. However, the end result was that we 
never ever made use of like a car top carrier. Oh, true, true, true. Right. Yeah, so yeah, everything never. all five of us ever needed always had to fit in the van. Right. And this would also be like the case for, you know, like Christmas. Like you got to bring with you all of the gifts for you know the I don't know twenty plus people you're gonna see. Yep. On the trip, whatever. Which which let me let me just say let me just say I noticed I noticed that because for somehow some way in our childhood there was this like odd thing that happened mm-hmm. which was like we mom and dad got like a, a new minivan i think in 2001 and it had like the captain's chairs yeah and and then like the back seat and i don't know what i did or if like this was a decision that i made or if it was just like someone had to draw the short straw but i was always the one who was in the back i think here's what happened the way way back if i had to guess is that in in the initial minivan we had, there was like a, a, there was like a half bench. There, yeah, we didn't have the two captain chairs. You had the half bench. Yep. Right. And so I sat on the half bench behind the driver's seat next to the window. Yep. That was just sort of like my spot, I guess. Certainly. And then whatever I you think, want to call it, golden child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was bigger, so I needed more room. Sure. Just, you okay, know, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> this is, this, is this <laughs> a throwback to you're taller than me? <laughs> Every chance I get, Ben. Every chance I get. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but but I think probably what happened is that the obvious spot to put the car seat for Tyler eventually was um on the remaining bench space. Oh, I see. And yeah. so like I bet that was probably the only spot to put it, if I had to guess. And as yeah. a result, the only remaining spot for you was in the back, which probably at the time meant that you actually had more space because Tyler wouldn't have been very big and I don't think we would have had as much stuff. Sure. Maybe. That could be a complete fallacy. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard then, to say. Yeah, but then yeah. when we like eventually switched vans, these were now the established spots in the car that people were. Right. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't that small for that long. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. The, yeah, eventually for most, of the, for most of the time while we were growing up, you were bigger than Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would say all of the time. All of the time <laughs> yeah. growing up. Yes. I, yeah. And so the the funny thing about it too though is that like when when like when you have stacks of wrapped presents, they they are typically like very um like slippery. You know, like there's not a whole yeah. lot like keeping them together. Yeah. But also it's it's not very often that when you're driving on an interstate that you're turning all of that much. Right. So the weird thing that would always happen on our family road trips is that I would sleep in the car. And to this day, I almost always drive everywhere mm-hmm. all the time and always. But in the extremely rare instances that I don't, usually just the process of being in the car and having nothing to do makes me fall asleep. Um, but what this ultimately meant was that the only turns that usually really needed to happen is like when mom and dad would like pull off for gas or like a rest stop or whatever. And those turns are the ones when the giant stack of presents would tip over. Right. And so (laughs) usually what happened was I was asleep and then abruptly woken up by packages <laughs> falling on me. And it was just like, it was like one of these things where it's like, by the time we finally got the nine, 10 hours to New York from Virginia, it's like, I've now had a giant stack of packages fall on me four times and wake me up from sleep. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, then I'm in a bad mood and I feel like nobody got it. Nobody, mm. like, nobody else had packages falling on them. Nope. Nope. 
Sorry about that. It's, I mean, it's fine. I just needed to. I feel like I needed to get it out of me. I, I can feel. I can feel it really like <laughs> a lot of like pent up long term. Yeah, you, know. you can just like unclench that fist in your brain now. I know it's true. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, getting back to my original, my original compl- or anxiety that I've carried over from the fact that our roof was not available for like roof rack or like a car top carrier sort of thing. Yep. So that meant everything was always in the van, so that it could fall on Ben, I guess. Yes. As a result, it did. As a result, as an adult who now is in an extremely similar situation to our own parents, like where we have just three boys uh, and a minivan, (laughs) uh, I I refuse (laughs) the car top carrier. Yeah. Like nothing to me is a greater sign of absolute failure than needing to use the car top carrier. No way. Like I, I will not. Like I. I will not do it at all. Beth, on the other hand, grew up in a family with four people and they would go on trips and just regularly use it. Like, no, pr- whatever. Didn't think about it. Four people? Four people. Nobody had to sit in the way, way back? Probably not. Actually, funnily enough, Beth drove when we first met her the exact same minivan that is true that mom had when we were kids. That's true. The same color. Same color. Same trim. Same trim. Yeah. It was uncanny. Unbelievable, really. It really was. It Last really, of the best. It, it was a sign. It was weird. Was that van's name Sheila? It, yeah, I think you named it Sheila. I named I, it? I'm pretty sure you named it. Oh, spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I mean, if I don't actually deserve credit, Beth, if you're listening, then, then you can certainly let me know. But if I can take credit for Sheila, then I'm very happy about yeah. this. <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought back on it and been like, that was the perfect name for that van. Yeah. Maybe it's because I named it. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. yeah, I think it is because you named it. That would probably be it. That would. That would yeah. track. That Sheila. Would track. Sheila. So, but like, this is the thing. Like, once you give your... The thing about the car top carrier is that it opens up a ton of extra space. It does. And it's like, well, may as well just use it all. And I think it's like the difference this has made I think this one thing might be like a huge, like a difference maker, an entire person, like approaches to life, even. Ooh. Which is to say that, like, Beth is like, in, from my per- point of view, and like, we've obviously worked on this a lot, you know, being a couple for as long as we have been. Um, but like, like her, her approach is like very like overpacked. Like, if you might need it, may as well bring it. Sure. Whereas I'm like, if you forget it, it probably won't matter. <laughs> That's fair. Right? That's fair. Like those are like two very different approaches. Like one is just like just bring everything you possibly could maybe might need cuz you're going to be in unfamiliar territory and you won't be able to get it. And I'm very much on the side of like if you don't have it like so what? It's only going to be like 2 or 3 days and almost no if it's completely dire, I'm sure we can get it. You that's, know, like, that's fair. That's but, fair. Then those are like just very different so I don't know. Like I remember going on trips here recently like and for the most of our um time together we haven't needed a ton of extra space but now that we have the boys we went on a trip last year and like you know like she asked her dad if like he could bring the car top carrier over and like it like to the i couldn't have even told you how much it was going to stress me out oh no like way. to use it and i was just like this is the like i have failed at life like th- like i couldn't like it was such a weird thing i need to like, know more about what's like what is like is it the is it having something on your roof it's not about having something on my roof it's that it's i think it's the idea that we have brought like there should be no situation in which we need so much stuff that we can't fit it in the car oh i see what you're you saying. know what i mean I what you're saying. like yeah. it, it's like we've brought to like you should like we don't need it because if like we we should just stop bringing enough stuff to like you know, like that that's too much stuff 
it's too much stuff to have with us. Okay. okay. This is that I don't know. I it was like a weird thing. I couldn't have told you that it would have brought me such such like inner turmoil, but I hated it. And then it got left at our house for like six months and it was just sitting in the garage reminding me every time I went to go get a drink from the garage or something like there it is still now taking up a massive amount of room in my garage Ugh. this is an incredibly odd thing to have such passion I about ha- I hate the car top carrier I will never use it again it's never happening do do okay so here's a here's a query for you so when we were growing up we had our vacations were on lock <clears throat> which I almost feel like can be its own its own topic but we would do um, a place called Holden Beach yep. in North Carolina for mm-hmm. one week a year. We would go to like New York slash Vermont uh, for a stretch of time. It felt like in the middle of the year, like in the summertime. Yeah. And then in the winter, we would go back to New York for the holidays, basically from like the 22nd through maybe like the 27th or something. Um, and so like we were, we were always on these like fairly lengthy trips, but they were almost always the same trips year in, year out. And part of that trip to Holden Beach is that we always went with the same family yep. who were like mom and dad's very close friends in the, the town we grew up in. And I remember they used a car top carrier. Indeed. Do you Indeed. feel like there's any chance that that car top carrier has painted some of your feelings towards car top oh, carriers? No, 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 not at all. Not no? at all. Here's the main difference. Here's the main difference. They had four kids. <laughs> they did have four kids. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So That's not true. only did they have an entire extra person's worth of stuff, but they also had a whole extra person worth of taking up seats. That's a good point. So I would say yes, yes. If if we had a fourth kid, I would have to concede and be like, this is now we have reached a point where I, it, it is simply inarguable that we need the extra space. Okay. However, however... As it stands, there are but three of there are but three boys in the family, and it was proven to me on the tw- you know fifty plus vacations we went on in the minivan that three, as children, that three boys and two parents that we can... do not need the car top carrier. Okay, so I have I have just years, decades of proof. <laughs> well, maybe what you should do is just get extremely into bicycling and or <laughs> kayaking, and then just cover your roof. With those things, and then there will be no risk. Maybe maybe that was mom and dad's thing. There, maybe that was dad's secret. It was like we will not use the car top carrier, and I will I will circumvent it by instead needing the roof space for something else. It's true. Mm. It's true. Yeah. I feel like dad was determined yet yeah, to cover that roof. It needed it <laughs> needed to be. Let me tell you. You might have had presents falling on you, but my cross to bear on the trips was that the location for which dad to affix the canoe or whatever was on top was um that piece of roof rack was directly next to my window which meant that the flappy strap that was being whipped in the wind at 70 miles an hour for 80 for eight hours was right next to my ear the entire time nice (laughs) yeah nice yeah (laughs) i I would give you my sympathy but boxes (laughs) fell on me so (laughs) anyway um so my my next question though because i do i think this is interesting is Mm. is we as I've gotten older, there has certainly been um, like a little bit more exposure to travel. Like Alice and I have gone to like Dominican Republic and Paris and like we've sort of ventured off on our own a little bit more. Not a lot, a lot of bit more. I mean, part of that is probably pandemic reasons. Um, but like we had a trip planned to Hawaii. We had a trip uh, planned to South Africa where we were supposed to be like doing some other like worldly stuff that we we're really excited about. Um the the question that I, I that like I keep getting stuck on is like 
I I really liked the fact growing up that like when I knew we were going to Holden Beach that there were like traditions. So like for example, mom would always pack us like in our seats. Um, like it was like a little small plastic toolbox that she would like fill with like candy, candy. for the week. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it, I don't know why like mom was going so far above and beyond to provide us this like we're already going on vacation right to the beach and hey, we're a, going to the beach so you get a box of candy <laughs> so right? Bo- these are the, right right <laughs> love you mom um <laughs> but uh like you know so that was something that the night before going to the beach it was almost like the night before christmas a little bit where you'd sort of be like oh my gosh like we get to see like what's in the box oh, yeah. tomorrow and like i'm super excited about mm-hmm. that we would stop at like a shoney's on the way down and have like the buffet and then like once you're down there there's like the go-to like putt-putt locations and the mm-hmm. scoop where you get ice cream and like so what it came down to though is that like i very fondly got to look forward to these specific things and yeah. it was kind of like because I had such an established relationship with them. I got to like look forward to repeating a lot of those memories, yeah. which which I feel like is it's it's both I think a good thing, but then I also can't decide if if there's like a part of me. And and I think the real reason I'm asking is because like obviously now that I have Addison and Allie and I are like, you know, starting our own family and stuff, it's like it's like at some point in time we'll need to like start forming an annual tradition. Mhm. Or or not, you know, I mean, not, not that like you couldn't just start doing it like at age eight, yeah. you know, and like start, yeah, at age, eight, at age eight, we went to Holden Beach for the first time and we did it every year since. Right. Um, that would be fine. But I mean, I remember going to Holden Beach my whole life, like since I have memories. Right. I, I think I went for the first time when I was literally like eight months old. Yeah. Um. So I guess my question is, is like, is there a part of you that sees the appeal of repeat travel to the same locations because you get like the nostalgia you get like the fun or is there a part of you that's like well i would much rather do i don't know like lake tahoe this year and Mm -hmm. maybe like the southern alps next year right uh gosh i i've thought about it before as well like under the same terms because you're right we did have a lot of like the same repeat trips and I, I don't know because there's not like a specific thing that I already have in mind to be like if there's going to be some sort of annual tradition like repeat trip like I don't think it's happened yet. I, I don't I think the inaugural that. one has happened yet. Right. Uh, for us, so it remains to be seen. I'm not. I'm not opposed to having something like that, but I also think we have a little bit more breathing room than our own parents did because typically there was like, um, like a summer break trip and then like a christmas break trip that's true and almost uh if not maybe maybe sometimes twice in the summer but uh you're right one was always the holden beach and the christmas one obviously was inevitably locked up in must go uh, up north visit family. grandparents yep and we were the ones like our family um living in Virginia, were the ones who were far away. Yes. And like, so typically, sometimes like that trip up north was the only time during the year where we like, we would see the rest of our cousins or aunts and uncles and grandparents and stuff like that. Right. Uh, normally, uh, I think eventually like, you know, s- tr- certain sections of the family would come visit us in the summer or, you know, they'd make their way down. Sometimes there was a summer trip to go, you know, visit the grandparents as well. So that wasn't like always the only thing, but that was like on lock. Okay. You know, yep, like we yep. had to go up there for that. Yep. Uh, non-negotiable. Whereas we here now, 
I, like I, there is not ne- the same family obligation because we all see each other all the time. You know, like it's true. You know, you have that extra trip to do something else with. So do you feel <clears throat> like what will happen is that like we will all vacation separately? I I see this is something yeah, I was thinking about this the past weekend like we do a lot of like family trips right now, but there is um like I the, there is part of me that also just wants to be able to have trips with, you know, like just like me the, me and Beth and the boys, the you know. Five. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you just like my core little family where we just go and do stuff together. Right. So I do imagine that will happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At some point. Man, it'd be so odd for you to send me pictures from your trip to the beach. Well, that's like the other thing. Yeah. It's like we are in such a weird situation. Not not like weird situation, I suppose. But like you and I just see each other all the time. We do. You know, yeah. it's very un. Like I think we talked about this a couple of pops ago where like we took the final week of the year off last year and it was like very weird because we were like both in town and didn't go anywhere, but also just didn't see each other for like over a week right yeah so like a week off from work while we were both in town was the period of time that you and i saw each other far and away the least right yeah which is extremely odd yeah yeah but so and then it's like if we, you know me and you see each other every day so if we go on trips together it's not like oh we get to catch up on all these things yeah you know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah maybe that's like we should practice that like we'll go on vacation zero communication so that when we return, it's like, hey, I got stories. Yeah, right. I got, I got stuff to tell you. <coughs> I, there, imagine. There, I have experiences that you don't know were going to happen. Exactly. That you weren't a part of. You weren't even adjacent to. Truly spectacular. I know. I know. So let me ask you this. Okay. Do you have any desire to ever go on a completely solo trip? Like, like just, just me. Where you were just like, like Alice, I just... I it, Before... I die. I like. I need to go to Antarctica. And you know what? The opportunity has arisen. I no. Can we make it happen? Oh, I mean, if it was Alice and I. No, just you. No. 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 You have no desire to go my, anywhere by yourself. My experiences, like this. <clears throat> this is like okay. It's odd that this could possibly somehow even like kind of peel back to the like people pleaser nature of my personality but in a lot of ways i am the same way with like you know like media that i consume books that i read um experiences that i have like it's to me what makes all of those things special is getting to experience them with somebody getting to build that memory with somebody but to me there would almost seem like such a complete and utter lack of like I'm going to call it efficiency, but I don't mean it efficiency in this like very like everything needs to be as productive as possible. Mm -hmm. But like it would be like I think that if I were to imagine going on on this trip by myself and not being able to eventually like hearken back to it with someone else, Mm -hmm. then that would just be like sad to me, I guess. Like, it, like, I don't think that there's a tremendous amount of appeal. Like, in, in the same way that, and not that this is a fairly common thing anyway, but, like, I would really struggle with going to the movies by myself, which mm-hmm. I know some people love to do because it's sure. a way to go and just be in a dark room and get, like, some time to focus in on things. I would never go to a restaurant by myself mm-hmm. and, and, like, eat at a table. I mean, I've done it before because th- th- by way of of doing, like, 
like working right. just and, life yeah. yeah like occasionally it's like you you know you go and grab lunch in the middle of the work day and you're sitting in the place by yourself because nobody was there with you um but not something that i would do in a very like optional sense mm-hmm. um so i think i think that's that's probably how i would feel about it like i yeah i don't, I don't think i'd want to go somewhere by myself would you um i mean I don't know if I like aspire to, but I think I would. You would? Yeah. And and the thing is, I think you'd be so great at it because I mean forever. And we've talked about this before. I've always felt like you were extremely good at like entertaining yourself or like, I mean, even if it was the case that you read a book that nobody else read, like you were more than content with the book entertaining you. Yeah. And and like, and like, you know, it's, that's it. Right. Like if, like if, um, like I, if like I, I would be okay with like, you know, going to like Paris and like seeing the like the Eiffel Tower in person. Like I like I would probably rather like go with Beth, sure. obviously. <laughs> but like it would be I think I would I could find enjoyment out of like understanding that I had seen this in this, you know, worldwide recognizable thing in person. Sure. Sure. It is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's a good question. And I would be curious to hear what other people think as well, because it is like the, the other thing about traveling by yourself is it does feel like there's like a, a, like when I imagine it, I feel like there's like a safety thing that feels like, especially like if I were to be like in a big city mm-hmm. or alternatively in a very rural environment, like this kind of what happens if like nobody knows that something happened. Sure. You know, like if I was mountain biking, you know, out in the canyons of Arizona or something and crashed and fell and nobody knew for two days, that's bad. And if I was in Paris walking around by myself and, you know, uh, actually this did happen on my trip to Paris, but you know, those guys who do like the little like card swiddly swaddly thing. Oh yeah. 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 The like, yeah. Which card is, yeah. What are these guys called? Just like, um, uh, they're scammers. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's one way to put it. Um, but yeah, like they're they're hustling you effectively. <clears throat> so like you know, you walk up and you you know they'll you put five dollars down or whatever and see if you can figure out where the ace is and they'll slide all the cards around and then they'll like usually let you win one and then you bid like a little bit more and eventually they'll just take your money. Um, so when I was in Paris, Alice and I were talking about like doing our um, like a little bit of a vlog style thing for the first time. And so I was just trying to get a bunch of footage just to see. And I had my slow-mo camera on and I was, I saw this thing happen. I was like, Oh, this is really cool. So like, I just got down real low and I'm just like filming this guy doing yeah, this total scam doing the thing. And like, I got like swarmed instantly. And I was like, Oh, oh whoops. Like, I'm so glad that someone is with me because if this had just happened by myself, I would have been spooked. Yeah. I was spooked anyway, but, but still, you know, like one of those things where, and, I'm I'm sure these guys don't don't want any additional trouble either. They just don't want me screwing up their yeah their thing. Yeah, you know they, they don't want you to like go to the like the the police or something and ex- be like, exactly. hey, look at these guys. I have video proof in slow motion. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that I think I think that would be that would be a a troubling concern, a, a worry. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rare 
rarest cards that we've pulled, but something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Can I tell you that there's a trip that I desperately want to do right now, which is just go to a natural hot spring. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean... 
anywhere. I don't care where it is. Yeah. Like, I just desperately want to go and experience what a natural hot spring is like. Right. I feel like it would be really cool. I feel like it would be really cool. Like, how hard is it to do this? Is this I like- have no idea. This feels like the sort of thing that Instagram could potentially ruin. <laughs> it does you feel know? that way. Like, I don't know. Something about hot springs in general feel like they're kind of secret. The, it does like, feel that way. Like yeah, if you know yeah. where one is, like that's just it's just for you. Like good for you. Right. But if but like but but of course if like you can tell people where it is, that's then all of a sudden I feel like I feel like every hot spring is now known to potentially anyone who wants to know. It's true. You know? It's true. Like has like some of the mystique. Now I could be wrong. I've never been to one. I don't know. Yeah. So, and and that's a good point too, because I do, I have seen reports uh, and stories before about like highly Instagrammable locations. And it's sort of like you go and like, you might have this like very like wanderlust, you know, like hashtag moment where you're like standing on like the the precipice of like a cool Canyon in front of like a giant open air space. But then like, if you turn the camera around, there's like a line of like 4,000 people waiting for their turn to go (laughs) and take the exact same picture. Yeah. The exact same picture. But so anyway, I feel like you're right. I feel like hot springs, probably very very full people are like hey we're here because hot springs be awesome yeah um the flip end of this is is like okay there there is like hot liquids and there is cold liquids and and like i feel like i have a a fascination right now with the idea of like the like polar plunge but like but not really like the hey let's go stand on a beach and sprint into the ocean in the middle of the really cold weather right and, and like you know Woo, we did it, you know, like as like a big event, but much more of like a, like a almost like semi therapeutic meditation based. Like I'm going to like lower myself into like an ice basin to like, to like have that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to do this and I want to, I actually tried to bring something to do it on our ski weekend this past weekend. Cause I was like, it's going to be extremely cold outside. We could fill it with water and then go and it would i mean i think it would be fun for the vlog but yeah. also just like a fun experience to see if you could go and and sit inside of it you know for like 1 minute 2 minutes you know like what right. how long would you be able to 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 like really like mind over matter yourself to like handle it ah uh, this is okay so this is an interesting thing because polar plunge things like this are less mind over matter than you think interesting yeah okay. it is it is a um it is a trainable activity. Okay, so you can get good at you it. You can get good at it. You but you do need to like train your body to get to be used to the cold water. Interesting. But like so like if you like I I mean, I assume there's a certain amount of willpower where you could just force yourself to be like completely frozen or whatever. But of course your body's not gonna like that or not gonna like wanna tolerate it. And sure. there's certain like cold water where it's just like, I'm getting out. Like there's no there's no doing it. But if you go in for like several minutes a day and like get out and, and like you you can build up to the tolerance where it's like not that like where, where it's not that cold or your body like is used to the cold water. Like when you hear about like, like polar bear swims or something where people like get up, you know, every day and go swim out in some like freezing cold water. It's like those guys can do it cause they do it every single day. Sure. But like on day one, I bet they didn't. I bet they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I bet they didn't. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's something that I've been, I, I had like a, um, 
I had like a couple of like large trash cans that I've used for like mixing water for my aquariums. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I'll bring this and like we'll be able to just like duck down in it. And it, it was too, it was too small. Oh, too small? It was too small. So now, Water. now I'm on the hunt. I, and I feel like what I really want is like one of the, like the, the, um, kind of like metal, like tractor supply, like feed bins yeah, like, yeah doesn't that just seem legit it does it does seem legit it reminds me of like every like locker room from a sports movie you've ever seen yeah yeah they're just like <laughs> and they're going in that crazy ice cold water yes yes i want I, I want that yeah so I'm, I, I'm gonna work on it okay and maybe sometime soon i'll have it and then, <laughs> well, I, I think I, it doesn't seem that hard to get <laughs> it do, you know what it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> like <laughs> extremely cold water it's it's extremely cold outside right now yeah realistically if you can fill a reservoir that you can fit in outside you're done yeah there you go there you just go said, just gotta go out there and sit in it i wonder how like like um how contaminated how like bath water the water would get if it is extremely cold like would the water i mean it surely it would get dirty but like how dirty what Could do you, you mean wait back it up okay so my, my my query. Yeah. So you know I I've done aquariums. For, I've heard. Uh, yeah, for like a significant portion of my life. So my mind when I first started thinking about this was like, well, how would you filter the water? Because if you get into it, like then the water will you like the oils off of your skin, just your general grime, filth, sweat, yeah. you know, dirt. Yeah. Uh, will will be in the water. How many times do you think you could use the same tank of water that you like keep outside? For your plunges. Oh, I would assume once. Oh, one time. I, my assumption, I would re, if I, if it was me, I would refill it every time. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I feel like, I feel like for one, the, the where I would feel slightly stuck on that is just probably like, am I wasting water or am I causing like a giant, like sheet of ice to form on like my, like my patio or something because oh. <laughs> well, you because, probably need a place to dump it. Yeah. 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 So the logistics of these things, I mean, I think the other option is just, get a bunch of ice and just do it inside yeah it's not as cool not as cool no, you want, want to do it outside i want it to be cool you gotta have the scenery seriously man. i see okay so this is an interesting maybe along the same lines like you're interested in doing like polar pun like a polar plunge sort of situation yes right yep. okay so um imagine that we i i would almost bet that there is like a polar plunge group that exists in roanoke like where we live. Should we become plungers? <gasps> no, no. This is what a great name, plungers. This, this is the question though. Like you are you Ben are interested in doing it. Yeah. So if you found the group but couldn't find any existing friend to go do it with you, what would imagine? you just go do it? <clears throat> it feels like I would struggle with this. I am not a big fan of joining groups where I don't know anyone at all and i don't know why because like i i tend to like to like i i will start t talking to a stranger no no problem whatsoever right yeah i think maybe the intimidating factor is the is the thought that these people have uh more experience with one another and more experience with the activity mm -hmm. and that i feel like gives me worry Cause it's like, I, like, it's like, I, I'm going to show up and I don't know what to do. Like, will these people be tolerant if it's like, I've never done it before. I, I probably can only do like 15 seconds. Like, you know, it's like, is that good? Is that okay? Should I just leave? Okay. <laughs> My guess is specifically for like this sort of like 
almost pain-based suffer together community. You think you is, think plungers are good people? I think plungers are naturally they are always looking for new recruits. You yeah. know, they are yeah. always wanting to help the new guy. They're always wanting to help. I feel like you need to do something like this. I feel like solo travel and or but <laughs> plungers. <laughs> like I I feel like I think both of us should at some point commit to trying to go on a solo trip somewhere and see what becomes of it. <gasps> yeah. Great guess. I know. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, now, oppo- I'm gra- not opposed to it. Granted, this is also like, you gotta, you know, <laughs> have Beth and Alice be proud of like, uh, I would like to just go on a trip just by myself. Are you <laughs> cool with that? <laughs> just me. I'm No, where are you going to go? Like somewhere cool. So, but, yeah. Uh, somewhere. It's going to be fun. Great. Go more, somewhere great. I'm going to Peru. I'm go- yeah. I'm going to be seeing like Niagara Falls or something. Just no, just me. <laughs> you, you are not coming <laughs> on this trip. I, this is. I need to find it. I need to go. I'm gonna have an experience. <laughs> I need to find myself. <laughs> I feel like you, who are so introspective, would walk away with so much like value from that kind of experience. Man, it is dangerous for my brain to be left completely alone. Mm-hmm. It like. I mean it because it. I. I don't know if I need conversation as like a means to like keep my brain occupied. Yeah. Like, I don't know if like, if my static brain is anything more than a giant like wire ball of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is it? What is the character in Charlie Brown that always has like the, like the visible, like pig pen, pig pen. Yeah. I feel like my brain, the inside of my brain is the cloud around pig pen, except it's made a very stiff wire mm-hmm. and it's and it just like sort of like rockets around from like corner to corner to corner. Yeah. And it's like, it's, um, it's no good. I have to, I can't think about the wire wall and, but maybe I should. Maybe I, I feel like maybe, maybe I can, maybe this is what you need. Maybe years. this is how you untangle it. Oh man. You're going to make me go on a trip by myself. I'm going to make, I mean, look, okay. So much smaller scale, okay. but here recently, perhaps you've heard, I've been trying to get into the Pokemon trading card game. Uh, yeah. It's come up. Yeah. It's come up a few times, but like, like that was something like I just wanted to do. Yes. Right. So yeah. like, sure enough, like, I mean, you're, you, you have been there for most of the ride, like in terms of like, you know, we, we buy the packs together and we open them and we do all that stuff. But like when it, you know, when it came down to like, I want to go play this game with other people, yep. like in a competitive way, like I just had to go to the card shop and just go in and play. Yeah. You know, like we, like now, nowadays, like our, our good buddy, Steven often, um is also there but like when i started going i i didn't know anyone was gonna be there i just had to like show up and just here we go (laughs) i know and and it's funny because like i what what is interesting to me about this is that i think that you and i would probably both identify like i would identify as an extrovert and i feel like you would identify as an introvert Mm -hmm. with the knowledge that nobody is explicitly one or the other but like maybe leanings are, are that way but i do absolutely think that it is the case that you are far more likely to go and do something like that like put yourself out there than i ever would be mm-hmm. it's like i i definitely like i i need to know the stakes i need to know the environment right um and i don't know why i don't know why it's like so like it, it's probably a sense of control thing mm-hmm. which honestly the further that i get into like like attempting to understand varying people's you know personalities their psyche like what like what might be driving like a lot of their like decisions or behaviors or worries i feel like everything comes back to to people 
fighting for some measure of control. Sure. It's like you need to feel like you understand the circumstances. And sometimes that comes at the expense of somebody else not having that right. in order for you to have that, which is a total aside entirely. But the point is, it's interesting to me that you're you're capable of going and doing that. Like, are you ever worried when you get there about like <clears throat> who who is going to be there or like, I don't know, feeling alone? <laughs> um, I would feel alone. I think there there have been times like sure sure enough like the very the very first time I ever went it was like a very weird scenario because like it it Pokemon like the trading card game has definitely existed in this sort of like semi off season. Okay, for the last years because of covid where like, yep. they haven't had in-person sanctioned play right and it's been hard to even have you know big indoor gatherings of any kind which is by nature how you play the game because sure. you can't you know there's no like you can't play outside there's wind <laughs> you're playing with paper <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> no good that would not go it's like, <laughs> oh my god yeah it's no good not a good not a good scenario um but the very first time i went yeah i had no idea who was going to be there what i was going to encounter but um, and all the only people there the very first time was just like this dad and his son. And it was like, well, I guess, uh, I guess we can just play. And so, you know, I just played each of them and that was pretty much it. And, you know, I left and it was fine, but then I've gone back a few times and now it's like, uh, there is a familiar crowd of like, you know, eight to 10 people who like, I know these are the people here who play Pokemon and like, I will, I've played the same people a few times and like, I know. Like, you know, I can talk to all of them now. True. Like, true, true. you know, oh, what are you running? What kind of stuff have you been trying out? And it's like, this is this is the nature of our friendship is that we are, uh, we do this one thing together. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it makes sense. And, and the thing <clears throat> is, is that like, like, I feel like this is a lot of like what bravery is, is, is the willingness to peel back the unknowns. Yeah. Because ultimately, like that is... That is what you're doing. It's like the more you go, the more you know the people, the more you're sort of like, hey, you, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, like you have like these like little tiny touches with people. And I feel like back in the day, like with rock climbing, this was this was certainly the same thing. Mm -hmm. It was like I would go to the gym and like I was there all the time to the point where like all of the regulars, we all knew each other. Yeah, we, we were all there. So it was cool because it felt like those people knew what my skill set was. It didn't ever seem like people thought that I was trying to like be more than I was or less than I was or, or, or anything, you know, it was just like, you sort of had this like mutual respect amongst, amongst the people. Right. So, but like, that's a skill that I almost feel like needs to be learned. Kind of like what you're saying, like with the ice water where it's like, like you almost need to like teach yourself that, those unknowns will are like you just have to flip the cards over you know like to to really make the analogy on the nose it's like yeah well and once you start to see like what what is on the other side of them it's like oh this is not as bad as i thought it was going to be yeah and but you have to have like it's a kind of faith that i maybe i just don't have yeah well i think it's something you can definitely learn i can tell you that i've been in situations before like um the very first um, like YouTube conference I ever went to. Oh yeah. Like on a thing was, uh, it was Vidcon playlist. County. It was, it oh, was yeah, playlist. Right. Yeah. Tri, tri playlist, tri state. Yeah. Um, they, they did it for like one year. It was not great, which was not helping my scenario at all. Um, but I remember it was like, like we'd been doing like the YouTube stuff for like, like two or three years or something at that point. And like, you'd always hear people going to like playlist or VidCon. And it was just like, I just wanted to go. And I did like no one I knew in person other than you like was into YouTube 
like at all. Like, sure. you know, like I just didn't know people who watched other people that could even have fun, like walking around being like, Oh, do you want to go to this panel? You know, whatever it was. Right. I didn't even know what they were like. It just seemed like people always went and it was fun and we do this and I wanted to be a part of that world. So I'm just like, I bought, I bought a ticket for just me to go. <laughs> it was in New Jersey. And when the weekend came, I had to drive like eight hours by myself, uh, up to the hotel. And then I was there for like two days and I had to drive back and it was a very long trip. And, um, it was like a very weird thing. Cause it was like, it was there. And I will say that part of the, part of the issue I think I was having was that the event was just terrible. Sure, there was sure, like sure. a very tiny conference room, not conference room, but just like, I don't know, special events Some, area. Yeah. They had like 20 vendors set up. You could walk around the entire event in about 10 minutes if you wanted to. Sure. <laughs> it was just like, okay, well, this is small. If you and, like going and spending like two full days at Roanoke's Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? You can pretty much hit the whole thing in about an hour if you really want to like spend some time at each booth. <laughs> get to know the people. <laughs> you get, yeah. let, me, let me just say, Ben, that I, for the first time ever, I am genuinely pretty interested in going to to the next Roanoke Valley Comic Con. Oh, yes. Um, like I think I might go because I only I might I might go because they have one special guest there that I'm like this would be a pretty cool person to meet that I feel like would be very fun and it is the original Red Ranger will be there. <gasps> Jason. Jason. Yes. Wow. Yes. Not to be confused. Sorry. Jason Frank was actually J- the actor. Jason Frank played Tommy in the show. The uh, the original Ra- Rangers name was Jason, but the actor is Austin St. John. Okay. So he will be there. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Dang. I don't know. I feel like I want to buy like a little pop vinyl and just be like, this is neat. This is neat. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So I like that. Yeah. Might go, might go for that one. See, but once again, you're just being such bravery pants over there. Well, I would still ask someone to go with me, but you're right. You're right. Like if I couldn't find anyone to go with me, would I... That there is part of me that would be like, Beth, I think I'm just going to go. <laughs> I need to find things I care about more. Mm-hmm. You know? got to get into the polar plunge, man. I got to go meet my we plungers. Got to find, we got to go find you some plungers. <laughs> and I'm going to make a shirt that just has a plunger on it, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. be like, and I'm sure I'll get there. They'll be like, yeah, we've, yeah, that, that's like the running joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a plungers. We get it. Uh, it's a pretty funny word. It's a pretty funny word. It's a pretty funny There's no word. Doubt. There's got to be a Roanoke Polar Bear Club, though. Like, it must exist. It, it, it's true. It it's to. true. Jay, how about a corny joke? <gasps> no. I know. It's been a while. Wow. It's okay, let's do it. I get some emails from people. A formal corny joke. A formal corny joke. I get emails from people who say, you forgot the corny joke last week. And to which I say... That just means that Jay and I were having sparkling conversation. Sparkling. Sparkling. Do you know... Oh, sorry, this is... I'm, gonna, I'm delaying the corny joke. Do it, yeah. As is tradition. As is tradition. We did a video a couple weeks ago on the Supercolor Brothers main channel about Encanto, because almost all of our videos recently have been about it, about Bruno from the movie's Secret Gift. Yes. And I cannot tell you how many people responded immediately like, his secret gift is acting, it's acting, like... Like, because in the movie, he tells us, he that. says, like, uh, I always said my real gift was acting. And I was just like, it, I can't, like, normally I just can let the comments go, but it bothered me so much. It's like, guys, it's not a secret. He tells us. Right. This is <laughs> something like, he doesn't Yeah, tell he doesn't us. tell. It's not a secret if he told us, okay? Like, I don't know if you guys know how secrets work. Uh, 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 like, this is a really fun video that came up about the go away green, and you're just you're getting caught up on very. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Corny joke. Corny joke. Here it comes. It is from <clears throat> Molly who says, Why are mountains 
so funny. Why are mountains so funny? Yeah, why are mountains so funny? We live in the mountains. Why are <sighs> they so funny? Uh, it feels like there's like a rock and roll sort of that doesn't mm, totally fit. I don't know. Why are mountains so funny? Okay, okay. Because they're hill areas. <laughs> Hilarious. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, man. From from where we sit right now, I feel like we are no further uh, from like maybe like one mile from a landmark commonly known as Mill Mountain, uh, appropriately known as Mill Hill. Mill because <laughs> yeah. it is not tall enough it to is, be a mountain. Yeah, like whatever the whatever the line is for mountain, it doesn't quite cross that line on like above sea level. But yeah. Mill Mountain is obviously way better than Mill Hill. It absolutely is way better. Yeah. But still. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Actually, that brings me to an interesting potential top or a a throwback, if you will. Okay. Okay. To, okay. This is, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. The Sorites Paradox. Okay. uh, S-O-R-I-T-E-S. Sorites. That's what I'm going to say. Basically... This is someone wrote in, they listened to one of our old episodes about the just noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. This is basically that. Oh, interesting. Yes. So this, and I think we've even talked about it in other forms before, but it's like um, sometimes known as the paradox of the heap is a paradox that results from vague predicates. A typical formulation involves a heap of sand from which grains are removed individually with the assumption that removing a single grain does not cause a heap to become a non-heap. The paradox is to consider what happens when the process is repeated enough times that only one grain remains. Is it still a heap? If not, when did it change from a heap to a not heap? It's a very, very good question. I mean, this is like the, it also reminds me of the ship of Theseus paradox, which yeah. is sort of like if you, you know, if you have, I always like to use the ax example, even though it's called <coughs> the ship of Theseus paradox, but yeah. you know, if you have an ax and you've replaced the head three times and the handle three times, do you still have the same original ax? Right. And it's like, it's like, it is absolutely at this point, brand new materials through and through all the way. But like, you've always had an ax that you keep leaned up against like the corner of your garage for that, like those moments when you need to go outside and split some wood. Right. And it's like, as far as you're concerned, it's kind of always been the same one because at some right. point in time, the handle broke. So you got a new handle and the head was the same. And then eventually the handle cracked. So you, you replace that, but like, you know, the handles, the handle that felt like it was there from the beginning. Um, so th- th- it is interesting because this also then meets that just noticeable difference, which the example I always give is like a, like a pack of M&Ms, for example. It's like, yeah. have you ever noticed it feels like uh, since we've been kids, there are fewer M&Ms in a pack. Right. And as time goes on, it's sort of like, are they are, are they able to remove like one, two M&Ms without you noticing at all? Right. Yeah. There's typically like 20 M&Ms. If they put 19 in there, would you notice at all? Right. Right. Like prob- probably not from 20 to 19. Probably not. But that means every... 20 packs of M&M's that M&M makes, they get another free pack made all of a sudden. Yes. And, yeah. when, and when you're dealing with the economies of scale of yeah. the, you know, M&M company, you're talking about like millions, millions of, of extra, extra packs. packs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty remarkable. Um, so this is, this is interesting though, because yeah, you, you are talking about that idea of, of slowly taking something away and when does it cease to be what it originally was well yeah and this one it was pretty interesting because they approached it from a bunch of different angles but like um and like the 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 way they carry the like the heap of sand one is that like if like a million pieces of sand is a heap and you take one away and 999,999 whatever is a heap then if you take one more away it's still a heap and so eventually it's like it's a single grand still a heap but like they had some other examples too where like 
they had like a color gradient from like red to green and they'd segmented it into like, you know, 50 different spots. And if you only looked at like two completely next to each other, you could not tell the two colors apart. But then of course, if you move the slider down, it's like, you still can't tell the two colors apart because they're still, they're still so close to each other on the gradient scale. Right. But of course, after you've moved it like 50 times, like clearly now you've gone all the way from green to red, but at no point have you been able to discern any difference at all. Oh, that's weird. Too. I know. Yeah. That is very weird. Yeah. It was, it was like, I was like, mm, this is, this is crazy. That almost reminds <laughs> me of like, like, what is it the case that like 0.9 repeating is functionally the same thing as the number one? No, it is one. It yes. is one. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, but that doesn't seem like it's one yeah. because they're different. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, it must be. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, um, I, I like, I like examples like this. Uh, the, the other one that I always give is basically like if I were to, um, like, like have a car, that I rolled out in front of you and, and said like that I, I would sell you this car for, for $1. Would you buy it? And you would of course say, yes, obviously yeah. I'll buy a car for $1. And you know, like that could go on until, you know, I reach like $3,743. And at some point in time, $1 is what makes the difference. Right. And it's like, it's like if, if you had priced it $1 less, that would have been in. Yeah. It is $1 too many. And it's like, it's amazing to think that like something as substantial as a car, there is literally a $1 shift mm-hmm. that eventually changes your opinion, changes your opinion. Yeah. It's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. Pressure. I know. <laughs> I might have went immediately to that. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I, my, I mean, I feel like I would, especially if with, with the pile of sand example, if the sand is going far enough away that the the primary like pile is still the biggest, then I, I would say that like probably down to three grains of sand, I could still call it a pile. A pile of sand. A pile of sand. Interesting. I feel like I feel like that <clears throat> it's like you know what? Let me let me four. Four. I would say four. Yeah, it, 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 it was. It was very weird because it's like, on the one hand, like such gradual change is to like almost, it's like saying that like, yeah, like it, it, it is like red is green because at some point like you can't see the gradual change. So it's like, like, you know, but if you like started taking like one hair off your head every single day, like at some point you'd be bald and it's like it'd be ridiculous to say that people there are not that like that there are not bald people and that there are not people with hair like those two things are do exist and are different yeah but like at a gradual at a gradual rate like you might not ever even notice <clears throat> it's true is, i don't know i don't know this was like a very interesting thing but anyway i just wanted to bring it up because um it turned out that we were describing something that um had already been classified and existed. I love it when that happens. <coughs> and I have another one. Okay, cool. Okay, okay ready? Okay, give me that <coughs> one too, yeah. This was um, less of like a philosophical thing and more just sort of like a funny thing. Okay. I don't think we had a, a true one of these, but we've talked before about our old house where we had like a big open room that just had a uh, toilet in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, and it was just very awkward to use because you were just sort of sitting in a big open room with a toilet. <laughs> yep. So almost, no, almost never was it getting used, but apparently someone wrote in and said that what we were describing is often called the Pittsburgh potty. Okay. So it sounds like <clears throat> it sounds like a branded children's learning toilet. Oh, 
could not be more the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the because of the way, uh, because of like the topography of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, for a period of time when they were building a lot of houses, there would be um, a toilet, like basically exactly what we're describing, just sort of like a single toilet in a large open basement that served two main functions. One is that because of the nature of the kind of like manual labor that was done in the area that like a lot of people would return home, like physically just like literally covered in dirt or grime okay. or whatever because of the, the nature of their job. So there would be like a shower and like somewhere they could like enter the house and like there'd be like a shower where you could like clean and use the toilet before you like entered the rest of the house proper. So you could enter like, like low in the house. But the reason it was in the basement was also because like there were so many hills that it was really common for like sewage backup. Oh. And so the the toilet served as like a a place for the water to go first. Interesting. So instead of just like seeping into the house, it would have to first come to the toilet. So it like prevented a certain amount of like sewage backup getting in your into, basement. Into your house. Okay. Yeah. That, that's like a very it's like a very functional like kind of safety valve yeah basically yeah it's, it's, it's basically like, exactly what it was yeah right. that's that's really 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 interesting <clears throat> and it's, it's actually kind of fascinating because i feel like i've been going through a lot of stuff with my house lately where i have been you know discovering some like oldness about it like in the vlog last week i, I like restored like an old brass doorknob mm-hmm. um you know which was which was just really neat because yeah. they're like original to the house and you know now now it's this like super shiny brass doorknob again. Um, but when we were doing our renovations, uh, one of the other discoveries that we had is when we pulled our washer and dryer from the basement to bring them upstairs, there is actually also a shower in the basement. Then it's like, it's not like a, like a fiberglass, you know, tub container corner thing. There's no door. There's no anything. It's just an extremely old, shower head that is like that's very rusty you know it's like an old piece of metal but i i think all it used was just the floor drain which is not even close to the shower itself it's like in the middle of the room right but so all i can imagine is that at one point in time yeah you might have come in uh we lived in a railroad town so maybe from the railroad sure uh, and you'd come into the basement you would rinse off and then basically be able to go upstairs where you would then not like yeah be covered in soot or whatever exactly um so but that it's interesting to me now because I'm I'm now curious if there's any possibility that there is like a toilet flange somewhere in my basement mm. underneath something that I just haven't discovered yet. Like if these two things tended to be like tended to coincide. I think I think it sounds like based on the light reading I did about the Pittsburgh potty that they did. Okay. So who knows? Maybe you could add a toilet downstairs. Well, that would be pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> fancy yeah <laughs> oh man okay 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 goals there you just go. just goals just very- install pittsburgh potty everyone who wants a nice open air toilet downstairs right <laughs> oh man that would be a great vlog segment <laughs> yeah i install my pittsburgh potty <laughs> That would be oh funny. man, guys! I feel like we're at I feel like we're at a good spot. You think so? I think so. You're gonna end on Pittsburgh potty. I, th- I mean, I almost feel like we have to. We could do. We could end on that or plunger. <laughs> or pl- but I'm gonna look up Roanoke plungers. <laughs> the Roanoke plunge club. Roanoke plunge club. RPC. RPC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I, I'd definitely be. I, mm-hmm. I could. I could. I could get in on that because I also feel like there's some really cool spots in Roanoke where like in the summer it's a really cool rope swing but maybe in the winter it's like a really cool plunge spot 
You want a rope swing into the plunge? No, 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 no. no. But, but I mean, what I mean is that usually these areas have like a very accessible in out, like a set of like root system that almost like made gotcha. a set of stairs or something. Yeah. Um, cause that, it always seems to exist. I always remember that when we were like growing up in like with the GMA going on adventures and stuff and like, yeah. like trying to climb something or whatever, there's always a handhold. It's like, it's like nature knew that somebody needed to be able to get over this. Exactly. It's like it wants you to get up there. What's up? It wants that? to be explored. It wants to be explored. Yeah. Hashtag wanderlust. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're we're getting full circle in so many different ways today. Um, guys, we do have a very exciting um, announcement for our Patreon, where the Q1 exclusive merch uh, has been announced for for Q1 of 2022. Yes. So from January 1st to March 31st, at any point in time, if you sign up at the $25 tier, you will be gaining access to an exclusive set of popcorn culture playing cards, all of which are going to have like very, very cool artwork incorporated into them. They're going to be highly customized to the pop. They're going to be super, super neat. So like if you're just thinking about like a scenario where it's like popcorn culture on the back of like a standard deck of cards, like No, 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 no. It's not like Let that. Let me say the following word to you. Gilded. <gasps> yeah. 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 Look at you. It's gonna be cool. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Flexing. <laughs> it's gonna be extremely cool. Uh the other thing that we do have also going on at the ten dollar tier, if you if you would like to sign up at that tier at any point in time before March thirty first, we're doing a special offer where uh at that tier you will receive a like it's it's kind of like a poster, it's kind of like a print. It is like the uncut sheet. That is the deck of cards. So the way that they print these things is they would print out and you, they'd be like on like a big piece of cardboard. Cardboard, yeah. yeah, like whatever with like linen or something in it. It always feels like they have like a something though, fibrous, fibrous. Yeah. yeah, whatever the that weave. is. The weave, yeah, the weave. <laughs> um, whatever that is. But but instead of sending it through like the press where it would it would punch out all of the individual cards to make them you know playing card size, it will be like a, a frameable wall piece of art. Uh, that I think is going to look exceptionally cool, and we will also be assigning those. That's at the $10, $10 tier. Uh, and again, that's patreon.com slash popcornculture. I want to take a quick second here and encourage you to fill out our annual Super Carlin Brothers channel survey. Your feedback is so crucial to what we do here at the channel, and if you watch or listen to any of our content, we would love to hear from you. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete and is vital to in helping us gauge how we're doing, where we can improve, and how we can expand our channel offerings. Not to mention, we'll be using the survey for meetup locations. So if you want to see Super Carlin Brothers in person, make your voice heard. Seriously, guys, it just takes a few minutes of your time, but it goes such a long way in helping us figure out what you would like to see in the next year. All of the information to fill it out is in the show description. Link down below. But otherwise, until next time. Pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.